Welcome back to Real Estate Team Builders. Lars Hedenborg here, founder of Real Estate B-School and creator of this podcast. This podcast exists to help folks that are in the process of building real estate teams or you want to build a real estate team or you're far into building a real estate team and maybe it's just not working out the way that you thought. It's not sustainable. It's not profitable. You are head over heels in production and uh, there's no accountability for expenses or people. And uh, many of the teams that have achieved a high volume of transactions are not built on solid foundations. So we are here to help you in every way possible. Uh, on our Monday episode, we had Todd Tremonti uh, in, I think it was Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, runs an awesome, awesome business. Uh, he went into you know how he provides a value to his clients that ultimately allows his business to sustain this virtuous cycle where he can bring someone into the business. I think he said like 55 or something percent of his business was referral based and over 2 million or so in, uh, in production. And uh, he just runs an awesome, awesome business and his premise. And I agree with it. And we've been teaching it uh, since I think 2015 was the first session on how to scale a referral based business. The, the conversation around you know, scaling a real estate team uh, versus doing it sustainably, um, oftentimes they're not intertwined, meaning that there are many teams that are scaling, but they're doing it in a way that it's it's not sustainable, meaning that they're paying for, you know, home search leads. They're giving a lot of money to Zillow or Realtor.com. Their business is super buyer heavy, heavy. Uh, which we don't think that is the way to build a business. It ends up being this sort of you're always chasing the the lead versus providing a, a a level of service that is above and beyond anyone in your market, anyone in the country in terms of helping real estate buyers and real estate sellers. That is the goal of a business. And we, we think about it in a way... Um, where our survival depends on it. So this is the guiding question for uh, for you guys today. So how am I thinking about my business in terms of my ability to scale solely by getting referrals based on the service my team provides and then also the people you know? So essentially database and referral marketing, right? Let's say you couldn't pay for any leads at all and you still had to scale your real estate team. You know, as an industry, we don't do a, a great job. We don't, you know, the majority of the industry is still uh, a bunch of solo real estate agents that are doing all the tasks required to get from a lead generated to a lead contacted to, to met, to signed as a loyal client to, um, you know, under contract to closing and then, you know, hopefully keeping in touch and, and providing value after the transaction. There, there, it's just not possible that one person can do all of those things in, in a transaction, in the life cycle of, uh, of the customer, right? From not even knowing who you are, all the way to keeping in touch with them forever and helping them with future deals. And as a result, I believe most agents, even, they're, even if they're traditionally successful, they're, they're barely hanging on. And the service is, uh, is 
is what suffers, right? These agents are, you know, and, and I say these agents, this was me back in the day when I was scaling uh, quickly. My first year as a solo agent, first full year, I did 44 transactions. It was not based on client care, right? I was just starting to put in systems around client care that would generate, uh, you know, uh, referrals uh, during the transaction. And that's something that we measure today um, in, in the teams that we coach. Um, the other thing I want to talk about a little bit is that these lead providers, the reason you, you want to take a stand and draw a line in the sand around how you're going to generate new business in the future and that taking care of your clients is the way to generate business is that we don't have any friends, right? Zillow, realtor.com, they're not your friend. Their, their goal is to take as much money as possible from the commission check, right? All, all the agents going to Zillow Flex. I mean, in theory, I guess there's nothing wrong with Zillow Flex. Well, no, I, I don't even, it's not even in theory. The fundamental flaw with Zillow Flex is that they're going to take a percentage of every transaction. You can't even game it a little bit by buying the lead and being so good at, at lead management and lead follow-up that you can get a higher return than the 35 that they want to charge in Zillow Flex. So you cannot sustain uh, and scale your business based on 35% of your your GCI going to the person that you're basically just admitting that they're a better marketer. And then you have agents saying, but it's free. It's free. We don't have to pay Zillow anymore. It's like, oh my gosh. And so at some point you have to wrap your head around an economic model and just say enough is enough. Right. And there's this quote by Gary Vaynerchuk, and I'm going to, I'm going to read it here. I don't believe in everything, but Gary V, um, his hustle and, you know, work all the time mentality. I, I don't believe in all of that, but this is really, really good. Um, and I think it's from the book, Thank You Economy. So it's an older book, but he says, I believe we're living through the early days of a dramatic culture shift that is bringing us back full circle. And the world we live and work in now operates in a way that is surprisingly similar to the one our great grandparents knew. Social media has transformed our world into one great big small town, dominated as all vibrant towns used to be by the strength of relationships, the currency of caring, and the power of word of mouth. And this is where, you know, if, if you're scaling, if you want to scale your real estate team and you want to do it in a way that is sustainable, meaning that the, the business is going to run um, mostly without you in it, but it's it, it's going to, to sort of run on its own, meaning you're going to do a great job for your clients and they're going to bring you more business. And, and it's this sort of um, sustainable is the word I'm thinking of, but it, it it's a, a virtuous cycle, meaning that you do a good job, you get more business. You do a good job, you get more business. You're not like you know, the looking looking for the next paid lead source, which is what the industry is is wanting us to do. Uh, and and there's I've, I've got this story of uh, my wife and I took a flight uh, on American Airlines flight, and it was uh, the service was phenomenal, and the airline stewardess um, wrote us a handwritten note. You know, said essentially thanks for for traveling with us. Looking forward to. Yeah, serving you in the future. And then right when we went off the plane, we uh, got an email that uh, that was a, a net promoter score, essentially asking the question, like, how likely are you to recommend whatever your real estate team or American Airlines to a friend or co colleague where 10 is extremely likely, likely and zero equals extremely 
unlikely. So if you're not in the game of asking that question to your clients consistently and then taking action, even at multiple parts in the, in the client journey, you're, you're going to ultimately lose the game. And so we have to rethink our funnel where the byproduct of doing a good job is more business. And that's where the virtuous cycle comes from. Ken Blanchard says, your customers are only satisfied because their expectations are so low and because no one else is doing better. Just having satisfied customers isn't good enough anymore. If you really want a booming business, you have to create raving fans. And then we go into the conversation. Well, how does, you know, outside of getting a referral, you know, before a client leaves the closing table, so re-engineering and rethinking your process in such a way from the moment you first talk to somebody, whether they're a referral or a paid lead source, but your conversations are moving toward them being blown away and you're going to get referrals in the actual process of, of buying and selling, helping them buy and sell. And so when you leave the closing table, you can measure whether or not that worked. So that's definitely one thing you need to do is engineer the client service process where referrals while you're working with them is a byproduct, but then also social proof, right? Social proof is getting your clients to say good things about you online. So when folks are searching for the best real estate agent in Charlotte, North Carolina, the natural um, choice is going to be the, the, the firm, the real estate agent that has the most amount of reviews. I'm not, I'm going to tell the, the, the brief version of this story, but I had an experience with, um, with my dentist and it's the kind of dentist that you could tell is sort of set up differently where you get a tour of the office when you first, uh, when you first, uh, come into, in, into their world and, um, you know, you, you, it's just a, a different experience. You can tell that they're scripted and they have a process for everything. So that's the first time I went there, uh, when I was leaving the person that was checking me out, uh, not checking me out, like, Hey, uh, checking me out, like taking my credit card, asked me a question like, Hey, Lars, have you given us a five-star re review yet? And I said, no, I hadn't. And so got, she guided me through the process of, um, of, of pulling up a, a browser, going on Google, leaving a five-star review. And it really sort of blew my mind. And I asked her two questions, like, why do you think uh, the owners asked you to do that? And do you get paid like a bonus for it? Because in my mind, instantly I'm going back and I'm having them implement this at the time. And I did that at the time we were at like 50 or 60 Google reviews and Google, especially because Google's like 97% of searches, you don't want to put them all on Zillow. Zillow is a paid platform. They can manipulate and do crazy stuff with it. So on Google, we went from 60 to, I think the team has over like 1400 or something. And that was just three years later or so. And so this doesn't happen overnight. Right. So uh, you've heard me talk about James Clear, the book, Atomic Habits. The, the most favorite quote from the book that applies to almost everything that we do in life and business is you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And so if you don't have a documented plan for client care, we run all of our um, client care processes, every aspect of the transaction from first conversation to when we meet them to when 
we get them under contract to when we close them is all managed via uh, checklists and dialogue uh, and a heavy or, or a high level of client touch uh, via Trello. And our members get access to all of it. And so you have to really consider um, as you build this client care process as the engine of your business, you only, I believe survival, um, your survival depends on it, but your success is with this mindset that if every other lead source went away, what would be left? Would I have a viable business? If you, if you answer that question and, and you can't like emphatically answer it, like, heck yes, my, my whole existence you know, has existed and we were scaling our real estate team based on providing a world-class, you know, experience to our buyers and to our sellers. And of course, to our team members, right? That's the other part that we're not going to talk about today, but the other part is, is providing a, an experience and an atmosphere, a culture, a cadence to your team members that allow for them to serve buyers and to serve sellers uh, in a way that, that trumps anything that's out there. Um, and Todd mentioned that as well, but we didn't get a chance to, to cover that today. So hopefully there's some, some good um, uh, stuff to grab on in here. And at least just to get you to, to think about like your team and your, your real estate experience, is it based on just kind of getting it through, like dragging your client to the finish line? Or are you proactive in your communications? Are you scripted in your communications? And I would say... In terms of helping you do that, I would go and grab a copy of, I think in terms of the overall picture and, and the drivers and accelerators and, and success stories, tangible success stories, go grab a copy of the book, scaleordiebook.com. There's no charge for it. You literally get a copy. You just give us your email. We email you a copy. Um, I will go to scaleordiebook.com. I lay out my entire journey. I lay out all the drivers and accelerators to track, convert, deliver, scale, and all the different facets and how to go about literally setting up your business in a way where as you attract, convert, deliver, you have the ability to scale your real estate team to 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, wherever you want to go. And so uh, check that out. And uh, as always, we appreciate you joining us here. Share this episode or other episodes. Leave us a five-star review on the service or the podcast player that you use. And uh, much love. We'll talk to you guys soon. Be good. Thanks for listening. Would you please take a minute to share the show with other team leaders who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn step-by-step -step how to build a profitable real estate team that allows you to get out of the real estate grind and live the lifestyle you've been dreaming about, visit us at joinrebs.com. That's joinrebs.com. Our coaching, training systems, and support will help you get more high-quality leads, increase your conversions and sales, improve your client experience, and allow you to scale your real estate business, all while reducing the amount of hours you work and the stress you endure. Just go to joinrebs.com for more info now. See you on the next episode.